Hello there, old and new friends. I am so thankful to be back with you for this new season of Divine Musing. Let's jump right into episode 41, Conspiracies and Snares. I am Destiny Rambo Corey, and I am so thankful that you have joined me for this journey into scripture, literature, poetry, and prayer as we view them in the light of transformation and growth. Here's something I've been thinking about lately. We begin with a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. At times, the whole world seems to be in conspiracy to importune you with emphatic trifles. Friend, client, child, sickness, fear, want, charity, all knock at thy closet door and say, come out unto us, but keep thy state, come not into their confusion. The power men possess to annoy me, I give them by a weak curiosity. No man can come near me, but through my act." Am I the only one who finds the world we live in today exhausting? I know I can't be alone in this. The great many things there are to be grateful for seem to be constantly overshadowed by chaos, confusion, and dysfunction. You can't turn on the news without being bombarded by terrors and woes, followed by somebody yelling about one thing and another yelling about the opposite. Politics are a mess. Religion is a mess. Society is a mess. And most of all, people are messy. At least that's what the world would have us believe. As someone who is highly empathetic and feels everything happening around me to my core and also picks up on those I love and what they're feeling, it's a challenging time to be alive. I battle emotional weariness on a daily basis, and what makes it more intense is the challenge that we have in this day and age to know what the truth actually is. What is really going on? What are the people who are the loudest on social media or in the news about one thing secretly saying behind closed doors? Is anyone who they say they are? Does anyone believe what they preach? Does anyone walk out what they claim to believe? If we aren't tethered, it would be so easy to get caught up in the hurricane and never be seen again. Not long ago, I was feeling overwhelmed with just the weight of the world and I was on the verge of a panic attack. I felt like I was drowning in a treacherous sea of chaos that was inescapable. The only place that I could find some semblance of peace was in my home, with my loves, with my pup, my phone set to silent, and the television off. I went into my office to pray, picked up my Bible, and asked the Lord to guide me to a verse that would help me. I was desperate. This has never happened to me before, but I opened my Bible, and it landed on Psalm 31, and my eyes were drawn to verse 19. It says, How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who reverently fear you, which you have prepared for those who take refuge in you before the sons of man. 
in the secret place of your presence. You hide them from the plots and conspiracies of man. You keep them secretly in a shelter, pavilion from the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has shown his marvelous favor and loving kindness to me when I was assailed in a besieged city. As for me, I said in my alarm, I am cut off from your eyes. Nevertheless, you heard the voice of my supplications, specific requests, when I cried to you for help. My jaw hit the floor as these words ran through my veins like fire especially verse 20 when it says that we are hidden from the plots and conspiracies of man when we are in the secret place. I did a deep dive into the origin of those scriptures to see if there was a deeper meaning that I was missing out on, and I was in awe of what I discovered. In the King James Version, it verse 20 reads this way, Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. The Hebrew word translated as pride of man, I'm going to attempt to pronounce this, rohes, is only ever used this one time in scripture, which leads me to believe it was chosen very carefully and gives us an exact picture of what the writer intended to communicate. When you break down the entirety of verse 20 in the original Hebrew, this took me hours, by the way, it translates roughly to, and brace yourself, okay, it translates to, Jehovah protects and conceals with his face those who place their complete trust in and hide in him in the covert of the mountain, the hiding place of thunder, from the plots, conspiracies, and snares as of hand-tied nets of the scourge of tongues of men used like serpent charmers. I'm going to read that again. (laughs) Jehovah protects and conceals with his face those who place their complete trust in and hide in him in the covert of the mountain, the hiding place of thunder, from the plots, conspiracies, and snares as of hand-tied nets of the scourge of tongues of men used like serpent charmers. The systems of this world would have us paralyzed by fear and living hypnotized by the serpent charmers whose only goal is to enslave and control. We are consistently bombarded with plots, conspiracies, conspiracy theories, and snares from all sides. There are those with dark intentions weaving their hand-tied nets, just waiting for the right moment to catch us in a vulnerable enough state to trap us. The media and the news are some of the worst offenders, but pulpits at time are equal offenders. These things are witchcraft at their root and seek nothing more than domination. Are we leaning into these plots and conspiracies and snares and giving them our power, surrendering our control and allowing ourselves to be captured? Having eyes can we not see? Having ears can we not hear? Or 
Will we break the curse over our lives once and for all by running to the secret place with our beloved Jehovah? Will we seek his face and his face alone? His face is our only solid protection from the serpent charmers of this world. And his presence is a fortress on the mountain where we are safe and can finally breathe the air of freedom. As his thunder shakes the mountain of the secret place, every serpent has to flee. Every other voice must be silenced. Every spell is dissipated and every curse is broken. We must shut out every voice but the one of the, our beloved Jesus. Does he speak through people? Absolutely. And when we pay close attention, we can tell the difference between his voice and that of the snake charmer quite quickly. John chapter 10, beginning at verse 22 says, At that time, the feast of dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was walking in the temple area in Solomon's portico. So the Jews surrounded him and began saying to him, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are really the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed, tell us so plainly and openly. Jesus answered them, I have told you so, yet you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify concerning me. They are my credentials and the evidence declaring who I am. But you do not believe me, so you do not trust and follow me, because you are not my sheep. The sheep that are my own hear my voice and listen to me. I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they will never ever by any means perish and no one will ever snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater and mightier than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. I and the father are one in essence and in nature. I began this musing by talking about the mess that the world wants us to believe we are living in today. The truth is we are the sheep of his pasture held in the palm of his hand and he has never left us. The systems of the enemy might have temporarily hypnotized us with their conspiracies and snares, but I believe we are coming out of our amnesia and remembering who we are. Remembering there is no God but our God and the kingdoms of this world are nothing but a mirage. I have to remind myself of these things daily. It has been quite a journey breaking this nastiness off of myself, but It's as simple as opening our eyes and fixing them on his face. It's as simple as running to the secret place and abiding there, away from the chaos and the confusion. It's as simple as seeing as he sees and hearing as he hears. He has given us the spirit of discernment to know the voices that echo his voice and those of the deceiver. I refuse to give the snake charmers any part, um, the snake charmers of the spirit realm and those of the natural realm, any more of my mind, my fear, or my beliefs. 
They have been at this since the beginning of society and will not relent. I learned recently that both scientists and archaeologists now fully agree, like this is, they're all saying it now, that religion came long before politics. The systems of this world were created as a means to control the people and have come between them and their God. They knew if they could stand between us and his face, they could insert a wedge that would drive us further and further away from the truth that he is all we need. In my opinion, John chapter 14 is one of the most powerful messages Jesus ever gave his disciples. Throughout the course of my life, I've heard it, just about every verse of it, plucked out and used on their own to reinforce a point, reinforce, (laughs) reinforce, sorry, a point in a teaching, but we have missed the power of it as a complete thought and all he is so desperately trying to communicate us. So John chapter 14 in its entirety says, do not let your heart be troubled, afraid, cowardly, believe confidently in God and trust in him, have faith, hold on to it, rely on it, Keep going and believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, because I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and I will take you to myself, so that where I am, you may be also. And to the place where I am going, you know the way." Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the only way to God and the real truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. If you had really known me, you would also have known my Father. But from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, Show us the Father, and then we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I not been with you for so long a time, and you do not know me yet, Philip, nor recognize clearly who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not say on my own initiative or authority, but the Father abiding continually in me does his works, his attesting miracles and acts of power. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe me because of the very works themselves which you have witnessed." I assure you and most solemnly say to you, anyone who believes in me as Savior will also do the things that I do, and he will do even greater things than these in extent and outreach because I am going to my Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name as my representative. This I will do so that my Father may be glorified and celebrated in the Son." If you ask me anything in my name as my representative, I will do it. If you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, a comforter, 
advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby to be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart, but it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he The Holy Spirit remains with you continually and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, bereaved, and helpless. I will come back to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. On that day when the time comes, you will know for yourselves that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. The person who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and reveal myself to him. I will make myself real to him. Judas, not Iscariot, asked him, Lord, what has happened that you are going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered, if anyone really loves me, he will keep my word teaching and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our dwelling place with him. One who does not really love me does not keep my words. And the word teaching which you hear is not mine, but is the Father's who sent me. I have told you these things while I am still with you. But the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf, He will teach you all things, and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. Peace I leave with you, my perfect peace I give to you, not as the world gives you, do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. You heard me tell you I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you really loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going back to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens so that when it does take place, you may believe and have faith in me. I will not speak with you much longer, for the ruler of the world, Satan, is coming. He has no claim on me, no power over me, nor anything he can use against me, but so that the world may know without any doubt that I love the Father, I do exactly as the Father has commanded me and act in full agreement with him. Come, let us go up from here. If you are in a place of feeling overwhelmed by the chaos of this world, why don't we take a minute and pray this prayer together? Divine Creator, you sent your Son Jesus to show us the way, the way to freedom, the way to hope, and most importantly, the way to the secret place. Meet us in our frailties and help us to run to you when we feel overwhelmed and to give you our trust when we feel lost and afraid. We know that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and in that knowledge we find our confidence. 
Help us to navigate this chaotic world in the way of your peace and understanding. In Jesus's beloved name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I will leave you with this lovely little poem by Rumi. Lovers find secret places inside this violent world where they make transactions with beauty. I hope this musing has given you a little something to think about too. Thank you so much for joining me today for Divine Musing. For more information, head over to www.rambocory.com. I would love to connect with you on social media. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash destiny makes music or on Instagram and Twitter at Des Rambo Music.